0: Right on, hey, I thought we'd, uh, just out of my quiet time this morning, I uh, wanted to just uh, share for you, I was kind of wondering what direction to go a little bit today. It's a busy day, and so we're not going I'm not doing the usual thing here, okay? And so I'm going to get you to turn with me to Romans chapter 12, and Romans chapter 12 is a chapter that's well known. It's one of the most well known passages, um, probably in the New Testament, one that people are so familiar with, you know? Uh, As as Paul says here in in verse 1, I appeal to you, brothers, therefore, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. Do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and what is acceptable and what is perfect. When you think of Romans chapter 12, those are typically the verses people's hearts and minds go to, living sacrifice, the gifts of the Spirit. But uh, what's been striking me from this chapter is at the end, the marks of a true Christian, it's called. And so I'm going to invite you guys to stand with me. I want us to read together uh, verses 9 through 21. And uh, would you do that? Let's stand. We're going to read the Word of God together, okay, this morning. See how we do. Ready? Verse 9. But leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Lord, we just pray for your your grace upon your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Yes, so... This morning, just I guess my heart was not so much to preach uh, the long, usual 45, 50-minute message for you. But rather, as we, as we prepare to serve our community in a unique way, I, I wanted to share with you just this simple exhortation uh, from the Holy Spirit and from the Word of God. And it's taken from uh, Romans uh, 12, verse 9 there. And the exhortation I just felt was for our church this morning is this. Is, Let your love be genuine, it says. Let love be genuine. Of course, when we, when we read this, the word love in the original language in the Greek is that, that famous word agape love. Agape. It's a love that's without changing. It's a love that is a self-giving love that, that gives of itself. It, it gives without putting demands on others, but it's just an expression of, of giving. It doesn't expect repayment. Agape love um, is often said this, is that it's a choice. It's not something that's natural, actually. Agape love is very much a something that is born in our, in our hearts uh, by the Holy Spirit. It, it is something that is divinely inspired, this love. A more excellent way from the Holy Spirit. In fact, I would say this about agape. And, and I really, yeah, agape love is a very biblical concept agape it's an ecclesiastical word you know what that means it means that it's churchy (laughs) that's why I use the word ecclesiastical to make it feel churchy agape is a churchy word and and the reason why is because it's it's a it's a love that cannot really be defined or it's a love that cannot really be expressed outside of the context of having a faith relationship with Jesus Christ I mean agape is something only believers really know and truly experience. It's a love that is prompted by faith and agape can be expressed in a number of ways. Agape can be expressed um, between one person and another. Agape can be expressed um, towards a believer. Agape can be expressed towards someone who doesn't know Jesus. Agape can be the the love of a person towards God. It can be the love of God towards people. In fact, even the scripture speaks of the Father's love for Jesus Christ and uses the word agape. Because agape love is a love that is born of faith. And so when we exercise love towards those in the body of Christ or for that matter towards those in general who aren't a part of the family of God... Agape is not something that is born of impulse or born of feelings. It doesn't always, I don't know, run with natural inclinations. It's not based on emotions. It's emotional, but it's not based on emotions. It's a love that that seeks welfare of others, that seeks the welfare of all. And it and and Paul says elsewhere, actually in in Romans chapter 13, as he speaks of loving, loving your neighbor as yourself, it's a, it's a love that uh, seeks the opportunity to do good to all as God gives opportunity. And so love is, agape love is, you know, maybe defined as sacrificial, as, as giving, as an absorbing love. It's a love that really has little to do with emotion and a lot to do with self-denial. Uh, self-denial for the sake of someone else. And it's, an, it's intelligent. It involves your will. It's a decision. Agape love. And it's genuine. It's genuine. Paul says, let love be genuine. You know, there was an Italian sculpture by the name of uh, Alceo de Sena. Who sculpted much in the early part of last century. After World War I, actually. He became, uh, for about ten years, he would sculpt these... Um, replications of renaissance works of art. And so what he would do is this, is he would sculpt it and then he would sell it to an art dealer for typically about 200 bucks a piece and then this dealer would sell the stuff off. And so for 10 years, the Santa was sending these sculptures, these copies off to this dealer and after about 10 years, he discovered that uh, the dealer had actually been selling the pieces as originals for Big sums of money. Fabulous sums of money. Because the, the work and the quality was so incredible. And so DeSena, after these 10 years discovering this, sued this guy. And went after a good portion of the proceeds that he had uh, reaped. And the result was this. It was big news back in those days. DeSena and his works of art actually became super famous. So famous that five years later, when there was an auction of uh, his sculptures, the Italian government, actually uh, issued official documentation when anyone would purchase his work of art saying, "This is a genuine fake." <laughs> a genuine fake." And you know, here's the deal: When we love, we're not to be genuine fakes." Paul said, "Let your love be genuine." See, genuine means this: that love is our love. It's to be unfeigned. It is to be, that's what the King James says, it's to be sincere, real, true, unforced, heartfelt. The original language actually implies the idea of this, of an, of an actor on stage. It's to be, it's not to be that. When it comes to loving others, we're, we're not to be actors. We're not to be hypocrites. We're not to present the false bill of sale about Jesus our love is to be real and it's to be genuine. And genuine love has no pretense in it. It has no, you know, it's not a sham. I was reminded, I was, I was thinking about this text and thinking about hypocrisy. Many years ago, Lisa and I, um, I think, jo- you know, yeah, Joan was around. We, we lived in Surrey and uh, we had this older neighbor whose wife died of botulism. Which, you never hear about that. In our day and age, you know, you don't, we've, we've learned how to deal with that. You know, you throw out canned goods when the expiry date, you throw out, you know, just so you know. Throw them out when the expiry date comes and goes and heat food to its proper, you know, serving temperature and all these different things. And botulism, what this woman died from is a bacteria that, that grows on improperly sterilized canned meats and canned goods and preserved foods and the crazy thing about botulism is this is that the bacteria in botulism is considered the most deadly toxin in the world. It's so toxic that they say a teaspoon of that bacteria is enough to kill a billion people. So in chemical warfare what's one of the ones they've looked to you know manufacture? A teaspoon could kill a billion people and it's just a bacteria a, microscopic microorganism that has deadly potential that you can't see with your eye. And hypocrisy is just like that. A little in our love is deadly. it little kills. And love, Paul says, has got to be without it. It's got to be genuine. And true love, agape love, doesn't happen on the stage. Do you know where agape love happens? Out on the street. Not on the stage. Out on the street. And Paul says, let it be genuine. Let it be genuine. You know, I would say this. The world doesn't understand that. You know, you just, all you got to do is hang out at the ticket booth for a while on a Saturday while you're handing out free meal tickets. It's so funny to engage people and say, hey, free dinner tomorrow night. Pig roast. They're like, what? Last year, I spent quite a bit of time there hanging out with Emily. And it was just It was just funny to watch people's reactions because there was no hypocrisy in the offer. It's like, this is free. Really, it's free? Yeah. Well, uh, what do you mean? Look, we just want to bless the community. It's free dinner, man. Tomorrow night, 5 o'clock, come on out. And people are just kind of baffled by that. Yeah, we just want to bless the community. And you think about the gospel. The scripture says freely we have received and freely we give. And the world does not get that. Do you know that? that? That can only happen in the kingdom of God. Freely you have received and freely you give. No strings attached. We love. And that ability to give freely comes from Christ Jesus alone who gave freely to us. You know when God lives in us, when we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, when Jesus Christ is the Lord of our lives. Well then. The chief characteristic of our heavenly father. Must become the chief characteristic of our own lives. Of those who believe in him. The scripture tells us. God is love. And if that is his chief characteristic. Then what is to be the chief characteristic of his people. It must be ours as well. Love. Remember Jesus said that. They'll know you by your love. Love. He told his disciples, a new command I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples. There's no guessing. You know, this afternoon when we go and we, we serve lunch, it's not the CTK shirt that's going to give you away. It's going to be the love of Jesus coming off our lives that we don't even see, but people see as we smile and, and share with them. God is love. You need to think about that. How do you define that? You can't define that. God is love. I mean, I, I just feel like maybe the closest you can get is this, is that the Bible says that there's no greater love than this, that, than, that a man lay down his life for his friend. That's what Jesus did. He, he laid down his life for his friends. He laid down his life for you and I. And so how do you describe love? I don't, I don't know. How do you define it? I don't know. I guess it's like trying to describe the sunset. Or your feet in the sand at the beach or the tide going out or watching the star. See, you, you you don't describe those things, you don't define them, you have to experience them. You have to watch the sunset for yourself. You have to get your feet in the sand, and every person needs to have that experience with Jesus. See, our love is to be genuine. We take off the disguise. We take off the mask and we walk with a heart that is bared for the world to see. And we just say, I love you as Christ loved me. We take off the mask and we be honest about ourselves and honest about the God who saved us. See, love, real love, is never to be used as a disguise for ulterior ulterior aims. It's true it's it's free from pretense it's free from hypocrisy and when there's hip, hypocrisy in it when it's hypocritical when it's pretended it's not love and the greatest love of all we know is this it, it's that which came from jesus christ he came in love he died for us to save us we are redeemed by his love we are saved by his love And our lives are to express that love. So we take off the mask. And we seek to just love others as they come. As Jesus loved us. Let your love be genuine. You know, one of the things I I love about uh, the church, we talked about this at pastor's conference. I haven't been home since uh, pastor's conference. But one of the things that came up in one of the sermons from David Guzik, which was just so awesome. He said this, you know what? Church is messy, man, and we should love the mess because God works in the mess. You know, don't take people and try and squeeze them into your little box. Love them, preach the word of God to them, and point them to Jesus and let Jesus work on the mess. Mess is beautiful in the kingdom of God. God is not afraid of mess and neither should we be. And so we just love Let it be genuine. You know to the Corinthians Paul said this. We put no obstacle in anyone's way. We don't want anything to stop them from coming to Jesus. We don't put any obstacle in any way. So that no fault may be found with us or our ministry. But as servants of God we commend ourselves in every way. By great endurance. In affliction. In hardship. Calamities. Beatings. Imprisonments riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, and he says, and genuine love. To Timothy, the the young minister, he said this, the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and sincere faith. Peter said this, Love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Look, when Christ touches our lives, that is to be the outflow. That we love, that we love others. I love in Romans chapter 12, verse 20, this line right here. If you look down there, it says this. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. (laughs) Don't you ever wonder what that means? That's, as in, we're going to hand out food today. You you might have some enemies that show up there as you're passing out a meal. But you know, in Paul's day, if a fire went out in the home, you know, we, we have it so easy. We just set the thermostat. What if the fire goes out in your home back in those days? It's difficult to get it going, so you'd be dependent really, you know, in a lot of ways you could muck around or you could go over to your neighbor and say, hey, can I have some of the coals from your fire so that I can come and light the fire back at my house? And so maybe a neighbor would put live coals in a jar and bring them over to your house and share them with a person who had no fire. And the idea of what Paul is saying here is this, is that we're to practice a kindness and a love to our enemy that if we love them that way, maybe they'll warm up. You know what's a great way to destroy an, an enemy is to make them your friend. You know what's a great way to love people is to share a meal with them and to bless them. And so today, look it, here's the goal. It's this simple. Smile on our face, genuine love for people because of what Jesus Christ has done in our lives. Just love them. Talk to them, hang out, bless them, listen to them. I give them a cup of water and a, pulled pork sandwich in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand with me. I'm going to invite Becca to come and the worship team. and We're going to just take a few minutes to uh, to worship. We don't have to rush off here. And uh, and so what uh, I'd like to just do is have a couple prayer teams available. Tammy, Stephen, could I ask you guys to hang at the back? And, and uh, Annie and Bronwyn, would you hang out? And they'll just be at the back here. If you like prayer this morning, uh, you can go see one of those couples and uh, they will pray with you. And we just want to take a few minutes to worship Jesus. And uh, what I'd encourage you is just invite the Lord to fill your heart with his love. To fill your heart with his grace. To prepare you to serve people. It's work serving people. But you ask God to fill you so that you can be poured out. And uh, we're going to worship. And so let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you just for the exhortation of your word. We pray, God, that we would be genuine in our love for people today and in our love for you, and we ask it in your name, Jesus. Amen.